Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Buongiorno. Buongiorno. TJ, what's really good? Hey. Um, you know, I'm just hanging out, hanging out in the construction zone, baby. What's the how are we looking, man? What's the timeline like? I, th- I think I think we should be done for the most part uh, by the end of the week. That seems like that seems like it's on schedule, which I feel like is rare for construction projects. Yeah, it'll it'll end up being like three weeks probably, which which is which they they yeah completely renovated. What was the, a, a what kitchen. was the original? What was the original estimation? Three? Yeah, it was, or it was, two? Yeah, we're on we're on we're on we're on track to be to be all good. We're going to be able to do laundry in the in a day or two probably. Which Amazing, is big, which is big for me. So you've had to wear tank tops the last three weeks once you ran out of clothes. I'm sorry to hear that. I ran out of tanks a long time ago. Right? <laughs> we we went tanks first and then went down yeah tanks first. Down. I'm wearing I'm wearing Valentino suits. I'm wearing <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing North Face fitteds in the middle of summer. It's tough. To, it's tough. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I have to I had to well, start wearing pants and jeans because all my shorts are dirty. That's actually tragic. That's what. That's what I, I hate to hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are are you feeling? Does everything look good? Are you excited? Yeah, everything looks great. I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, having a a brand new kitchen with um, countertop. There's a, a, an area of the countertops where they're they're taller than the other ones. So I have a TJ sized workspace for. No, my- no, really. Well, not not be it happened coincidentally, but we we moved um, our washer and dryer from a laundry room into the kitchen and kind of built it into the cabinets. I so see. so the cabinets had to be raised taller in you know for maybe about like four or five feet. Where uh, so now that area can be for me. So I'm going to do all my wow. garlic chopping and all of my sourdough bread proofing can just happen right there. I love, you know, because I don't want TJ to get back problems, you know what I mean? So it's good to have something that's height appropriate so that you're not straining yeah, um, I feel with those uh, re- repetitive motions. Yeah, and if, if this was 10 years earlier, that's where I would set up the CDJs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Coke, but yeah, CDJs, yeah, that works too. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think my girlfriend currently would be down with putting CDJs in the kitchen, but who knows? 
I, I do remember a phase. Well, they weren't in the kitchen. They were just right next to the kitchen, so close to the kitchen that it could have been the kitchen. Yeah, the, the kitchen and the lab were essentially one live workspace. I wonder if that's how you came to enjoy cooking. You know, you were, you were in one lab and you could see the other lab and you just were like, fuck it. I guess I'll go in here now. Bro, the similarities between the EDM and culinary world are astounding. And I, I think I'm, I'm personally responsible for breaking a lot of those walls down. I, you know, speaking of, of, of culinary, Jason, yesterday mm-hmm. I, I went to the local DeKalb Farmer's Market, which is a, a, an institution here. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. It's actually really close to my parents' house. And I, I bought vegetables and I cooked them for dinner. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and I let just me, Let me say- double check, make sure we're still recording this because this is big. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Alex is over the moon. So she couldn't believe it. When is the last time you went to a store, bought vegetables, and then took them home to cook them? Um, well, I did it a lot, but I never. I bought. I bought a lot of vegetables. I just never cooked them. Got so it. today or yesterday, I, I I completed the circle. So um, you so you would buy you know some some carrots and then you just eat the carrots. Yes, or 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 in, in during quarantine, Alex was cooking them, not me. Mm-hmm, so got it. But but yes, I mean. So what, I, what did what did you make? I literally just roasted sweet potatoes, br- Brussels sprouts, and broccoli. Don't don't say I just did that. <laughs> that you should be proud of that accomplishment. I'm I'm I don't know if proud's the word I would use, but I feel look. I mean, this week I'm trying to just switch things up a little bit because I was. I think I got here and I was eating too much takeout and I was, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I needed to get back on my shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing, I'm doing berries five days in a row. So berries is now open. Berries is open. And I got to say, they've done a pretty good job, man, with like the safety stuff. Like the classes are basically, are, are just like half full mm-hmm. and there's only two, two sections. So it's like, instead of going treadmill floor, treadmill floor, treadmill floor, you just go treadmill floor, and there's a five minute break in between where they sanitize mm-hmm. everything. Right. So um, they so thanks to COVID, Berries is now just a, a regular normal place instead of uh, some type of bizarre maniac workout. Uh, no, no, it's still hard as hell. It's just it's set up differently. Let right. me put it that way. Slightly but less I, annoying, maybe. Yeah, they, I mean, they check your temperature. It's the whole thing. Do you it's have pretty, to wear a mask while you're working out? Is the question. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Okay, because um, my girlfriend, her um, her yoga studio just announced that they're going to start reopening in a couple weeks. But for now, and it's it's a hot yoga place, and and it's called Modo, Moda, Modo. I always get it wrong. Uh, Modo. Modo. It's yeah, it's a it's a popular yoga place, but. One of the rules is everybody has to wear a mask at all times in the building, even when you are practicing yoga. Wow. But when you're practicing hot yoga, not just regular Uh, yoga. So it's going to be, you know, we're in a room where it's challenging to breathe just by standing. You got to be masked up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I kind of get it because, I mean, obviously it's very difficult and it's going to suck ass to do, you know, strenuously difficult hot yoga while you have a, a mask on your face. But, you know, it's, it's, it's either that or nothing. So give That's it a shot. True. 
I think that would be a great opportunity for me to try out my new Chrome Hearts gas mask. So I, I do think that that I think that is the perfect opportunity for that, where it might be too stunty for like you know a restaurant or something. I think mm. yoga it, it might be you know, but I do miss. I, I I've actually been craving a, a yoga class. That's something I haven't done in months. You know, so I, I would I would patronize that maybe. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm I'm excited just because my girlfriend uses yoga as her, you know, her means of, of releasing stress through physical exertion. Um, yeah. You know, something that we all are, uh, you know, a big proponent of. Uh, and she has not been able to do that, but I, she's a little, it's, it's the first time I've seen her kind of be apprehensive about it because before it was more of just like, man, I really can't wait until I'm able to, do yoga again because that's what yeah. I did and you know I was able to do my home workouts or go ride a bike or do all the stuff so I was able to do it and she was not and now that now that it's real and actually happening and coming back she's kind of like I don't really know how I feel about being locked in you know a sweat chamber where the temperature is is a perfect bacterial yeah. degree <laughs> yeah I mean I do be think around it's, a bunch it's... of strangers no matter how hot or or healthy they are no i mean that it is it does seem i would say that seems more problematic than berries to be honest like the setup but i mean damn who knows okay john playing the blame game here i would never nobody there's no wrong answers right now that's true the only wrong answer in my heart is berries boot camp but you know that's just one person's opinion that's because you're a bad runner, um, but that's I, I don't I don't hold that against you because we're friends. Um, Thank you. But <laughs> you know I've I've only seen it once and it was not. I look like a gazelle. I don't know what you look like. Um, I look like a you know when when you see a giraffe running, you're like wow. That's true. It that's doesn't true. look good, that's but I'm <laughs> I'm surprised I'm even seeing it happen. It's it's impressive just to see that it it is physically possible for someone that's like true. me to run, but. But it, the it, giraffe, the giraffe gets from point A to point B, and that's all that really matters, you know. And the thing about this giraffe is, he makes it look good. I mean, look, no, no cap. So, no cap. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, the whole the whole mask thing has really been kind of interesting as as California, you know, put into put into rule. We, you know, anybody in public has to be wearing a mask mandatory, whereas before it was sort of, you know, uh, a a strong suggestion. I saw that and I, I, for some reason, I thought California had been, had been on that wave for a while, but I guess it was just heavily suggested and I didn't realize. Yeah, I mean, I kind of almost didn't realize it either, but I think the, 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 the problem is, I mean, you know, the problem that we all see is that, you know... There are a lot of people who don't wear masks, and a lot of those people include police officers who, you know, essentially are the only people that we have to enforce this yeah. this mask law or rule. Um, you know, cops don't wear fucking masks at all, or hardly. So how do I, we, I, I, you know, what do we do? Yeah. And then if, you're, if you own a store and a customer comes in, you know, we know what happens because of all these internet videos you know, everyone in line films it and yeah. you get in the yelling match and, you know, what I, what actually happens? You have to physically remove, uh, you which know, is an angry not the, customer I mean, from your business. 
that is not the responsibility of the, I mean, you can't ask a, an hourly employee at a grocery store or a, a retail store to like physically remove someone. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, in, it's insane. Like, I don't even think insurance covers that. But yeah, And then, you know, does the mom and pop clothing store or coffee shop have to now have a security guard on payroll, um, you know, a 24 hour every, you know, just always on to make sure that that is being enforced and, you know, is that a cost that you have to pay? That doesn't seem, it just, I cannot get over the unreasonableness of people refusing to wear a mask in public. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm, I, I just think it's such a small ask and I don't really, I understand that as a society, we really value personal freedom to the point where it's bad for the, the greater, <laughs> greater group of people. Sure. But I, I just can't, I, I just don't know how you get there mentally. Like, yeah. of course, it, no one wants to do it. Obviously it sucks, but it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's just not yeah, that, you know what I mean? The, 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 in the, the history, of the history of people, especially in America, has not made, uh, not made me feel confident that this could happen anytime soon. With all, you know, there's so many of these safety regulations that are now in place. Where at the time, you know, it took decades, you know, like wearing a seatbelt or driving. Um, driving drunk or any of these things that now we all realize like, yeah, you absolutely have to wear a seatbelt. Like it's crazy not to like people fought and still do fight, you know, for decades to have the right to drive without a seatbelt or I think the best example of that is the, the motorcycle helmet. Right. Or a motorcycle helmet. I mean, I guess that that one is a little bit different to me, I guess, because, you know, it it is your own choice and your own life where it's not going to hurt anybody else in theory, um, you know, compared Mm, to a DUI. But yeah, I mean, that's another another thing of like, hey, guys, like you, you know, the, 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 the science is in, the studies have happened and (laughs) wearing a helmet sucks ass. I hate it, but you know, just, just wear it. I think, I think what'll have to really happen is, you know, just the public shaming, um, is maybe the only thing that's really going to keep or make people actually do those changes to where you become like a social pariah. If you're the type of person who doesn't wear a mask or doesn't wear a helmet, like if you're a, a guy who's against wearing helmet laws, if, if every woman in the world, would not want to fuck you because of that, then you will start wearing a helmet. That's true. There's and always until a way that to get, happens. There's, al- there's always a way, you know. Um, all right, we should probably get our guest on the horn. Let's get Chrissy on the horn. Uh, Chrissy Rutherford is a uh, she's the former uh, digital director of Harper's Bazaar uh, dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, she left fairly recently to go to go freelance. I think around the time of of Corona. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we're going to talk to her about, yeah, great timing. We're going to talk to her about that, but also she, uh, dabbles in chart reading and has prepared Jason and I's charts, <laughs> our birth charts for, for reading on this podcast. Um, so this is the first time that a, a, a guest has come to the table with, um, with like, you know, homework mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Um, which, which, uh, you know, we're delighted to, you can, I'm delighted. You can sort of tell in, in the, uh, the subtleties of Chris's voice that he is definitely quite afraid of the information <laughs> that will be delivered from this birth chart reading. But 
I think it, it will be a, an endless well of, of content and pod fodder to cover. So I'm looking forward to that. That's what matters. All right. I'm gonna, I'll give her a call. How Long Gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we're spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those, uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash how long today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash how long nice how Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker stronger hair go ahead give it a tug Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker stronger faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Whoa, what up? Oh, is this where I turn my video off because you guys like to be incognito? I, I don't think it's about us being wanting to be incognito. I think it actually helps the helps the the reception. You know what I mean? I feel like it it it. It's an interesting excuse. I haven't heard that one, but yeah, I guess it sort of makes sense. <laughs> well, I think it's weird because most podcasts that I've done remotely, like you're always on video, and I feel like it would be helpful for like maybe. Chris to not speak over guests because you can see when this is I can already tell this talking. is gonna be a great hour for, for me, Chrissy. Thank you. Um but yeah, I mean if but you know, in, in my in my playbook, if if it is a video conversation, then you're not doing a podcast, you're doing a you're doing a Zoom call or a live chat or a fair whatever. Did, but are you saying these videos actually get posted as videos or that they just No, take- I mean you're you're recording the podcast on video. So like, at least you can like see the other person's facial expressions and mm-hmm. like, 
you know, I don't know. I think it feels like a little a more case. personal. Stop making yeah. a, a positive case for that. We we prefer to disarm our guests with casual conversation via phone call. So it feels like they're Fair. just talking to a friend, you know. Well, um, I dressed up for you guys, so I'll just stay on video. Okay, thank you. Well, you know, <laughs> that's that is that is we we appreciate that level of respect and and just preparedness. Um Absolutely. So, yeah, we don't we don't on? have we don't have a lot of opportunities to show off our fits in quarantine. So you know, exactly, you got to get it in where you can. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think Jason and I Jason and I are probably wearing both wearing lackluster fits right now. I don't want to speak for Jason, but I, I'm going to guess your intuition that. was correct, Chris. <laughs> okay, thank you. We do we do spend enough digital time together for me to know. I can right. hear I can hear it in your voice if you have a good outfit on. There. Oh. I mean, I did spend like the first six weeks of quarantine like literally in fancy pajamas or like athletic clothes so uh now it's kind of fun to dress up again like like that was your transitional wear into like you thought the fancy pajamas were as close to real clothes so you kept it going kind of yeah and like I wasn't working so you know all those articles about like why you should get dressed up every day like even though you're on lockdown I'm mm-hmm. like nah I'm not with that nobody I'm had al- time for those articles <laughs> I'm also I'm also not with that and I also think that I don't know if people actually we have no proof if people actually do that or not I, I'm still I'm still I don't know if anybody actually does that I think some people definitely do that. But I do understand because like, say in a pre-COVID world, like I've always been the type of person who really likes to get dressed and it just like puts me in a better frame of mind. Mm -hmm. But I quit my job in February. I was traveling and then had to come home early um, to go into lockdown in my New York City studio. So I was like, why do I need to get dressed? I I was. I was, I enjoyed following your journey actually of like, I'm in London living my best life. I'm killing it to be like, shit, I guess I got to go home. Damn. And then packing. Uh, it's like, it's, it's, I, we saw the whole timeline, which I appreciate that you shared that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was sad. I still, I had to cut my trip by six weeks, I think. Were you, cause was the idea that you had left your job and you were just going to go kind of hang out and figure out what the next move was? Yeah, for sure. I just like, I needed a break. I was burnt out. And like, I've just, I've grown up in New York my entire life and was living in New York City the last, what, 10 years. Like I've never really lived anywhere else. So um, like I was kind of flirting with the idea of moving to London because I really love it and I love my friends there. But then I was like, well, maybe I'm going to go just like test the waters for two months. Well, this is a pro. This is a pro London podcast, so you've come to the right place. <laughs> yes, I've heard. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, people don't get paid very much money there, which is kind of a, an issue. Right, right. I know. I didn't and, know that. Is that that's a real thing, huh? Yeah, and like grown men have roommates and stuff because no one makes any money. It's actually called a flatmate, but yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's 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 actually pretty. It's actually pretty crazy. Like the salaries are really really low. Like across just in general. Really? Yeah, I. For sure, and especially in fashion, like, yeah, no, I it's a labor of love, and the and the labor is spelled with a U. That's my last exactly. joke, and we're gonna <laughs> exactly. move on from that. Exactly. <laughs> so, what did you? While well, I mean, obviously, your trip was interrupted, and and we've covered yes. that. But did yes. you? Had you made a decision? Like, were you like, yeah, I could do this, or were you like, nah, I got to come home? Uh, do this in terms of what moving there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. 
I don't know. It's kind of hard because, you know, like, as I said, like I'm from New York, my parents are here. Um, and it's kind of hard for me to imagine like moving so far away from them. Like my oldest brother fucking moved to Hong Kong almost two years ago. So that's been kind of like traumatic mm. for us. And, uh, so yeah, I don't know. So but you like, guys are a close family. Yeah. And I've just always been so like accessible to my parents. So, and they don't travel a ton. Like my parents are Jamaican. They literally only travel back and forth between New York, Florida, and Jamaica pretty much. So that sounds cool. pretty sick. Yeah. I, say, <laughs> I don't I don't see if that's like all the hot spots. I don't see an issue with that person. Are, are you and your um relatives or siblings a, a large source of your parents' um happiness and pleasure in life? A hundred percent. I can't 100%. relate. I can't relate. I can't relate to that. My parents, my parents are like, "Wait, is Chris? Oh, Chris is gone." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I can relate to that. I and you know, I, I often think about the grass is always greener side of things. Is it better to be in that CB situation where your parents don't really care that much, or right to have the crippling uh, grip of your parents' <laughs> uh, guilt and pressure on you as a source well, I, of their their life's happiness? I know it is a lot of pressure for sure. I, I'm just in a lucky position because my sister fulfills all the needs of like a good child. You know what I mean? Right. She, she lives close. She gave them grandchildren. Mm-hmm. It's a win. And, and, that, and wild card CB can just go out here and ruin his life <laughs> and they, they can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? I think it's she didn't turn into a liberal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our, I mean, you're, so you moved, you moved out of New York City and you are yeah. now at your parents' house, correct? Correct. I have like fully moved back in with my parents. Let's let's talk trip. about that because I feel like you might be the first guest we've had who has made the full quarantine move home, not just a visit. Right. Um, yeah, not just a, not just a temporary sublet for a few weeks, but this is right. This, this yes. is we're we're planting roots. This is permanent for the foreseeable future. Um, well, I Damn, considered myself very lucky because my lease happened to be ending in April. And as I said, I left my job in February and was sort of planning on making money off of my Instagram and whatever else sort of in my way. Same, still trying to figure that out. (laughs) Right. So So far, it's mainly just been product (laughs) trades for us. So I do want (laughs) to devote a little bit of this show to you giving us tips. Yeah, that'd be really helpful. But I'm sorry, continue, continue. Right, so... Yeah, I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to move home. Like, I had been looking on Street Easy to see what was out there, but, like, it was fucking bleak. Like, there were no apartments out there mm-hmm. um, that actually looked reasonable. And then, like, how are you going to go view an apartment when we're in lockdown? Like, most of them weren't even showing. So, yeah, I was just like, okay, I'm going to move back home. And, of course, like, my parents are fucking over the moon to have me here. Or at least they were up until like two weeks ago. Um, Mm. And uh, yeah, so I just, yeah, I came back here, but like under conditions of like, I need to redo my room and actually we need to purge this entire house because I could like, I could just sense like coming into it, how like overwhelmed I was going to feel like after being in like, you know, a modest little studio and then like coming to a house that's just like actually like filled with like years and years and years of shit. I was like, I can't live in that kind of space. Like my room had mag- like fashion magazines I had been collecting since 
I was what in college because like I'm one of those people who literally saves every magazine they've ever bought. Mm-hmm. You're talking to it. You're talking to another one, and that to me sounds like heaven. I love to. Re- <laughs> I love to return to my piles. I know it is really fun, but I but I just felt like I don't need to have them in my bedroom, like looking at them every day. That, that's, so no, that that I can agree. That's right because that's where they were. Like half of them were in my room, and luckily we have a really big attic. So I was basically like, I'm going to move everything out of my bedroom, put it up in the attic so I can just have like a minimal bedroom, like literally the basics. I have my bed, a dresser and a chair. Like that's it. Wow. Very, very feng shui of you. I like to hear that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, how much time, like do your parents, like my parents leave me alone. Like I'm, I'm in Atlanta at my parents' house. I see them when they're here or during, you know, but they're not like on me to like hang out. Oh yeah. No, my parents, my parents leave me alone. Like I would say like, they don't even actually give me that much attention. It's almost like now that I'm here, they're like, Mm. Oh, well you're always here. So we don't need to like be on top of you. But, um, yeah, so they're like doing their own thing for the most part. But then like my dad was home from work for the first, what, two, two and a half months. So we would like make breakfast together every morning we were also listening to this podcast together. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Whoa. Hold on. What did your dad think? Um, he would laugh sometimes. That's, a, that's actually probably the best review I could have expected. Yeah, but he's like not at all like, you know, dialed into what we're really talking about, like what you guys are talking about. So, um, and when I told him I was coming on, he was like, Oh, can you save it for me? I'm like, dad, it will be available. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not a ticketed live event. It's gonna, make it's, sure, it's, yeah. Make sure you turn the VCR on and record it. When... <laughs> yeah. This, this, this will live forever. So yeah, so, I, I, that's, very old school. that's amazing because I, I have always told my mom, please don't listen to this podcast because you will hear things that will maybe make you sad about the job you've done raising your child. So, you know, whenever I hear about anyone's parents listening to, you know, our podcast or any podcast I've done, it's, a, it makes me feel you know, a, a strange feeling that I don't really understand. I, yeah. I, I caught, I caught my mom listening to it. Like I walked in the house oh, one afternoon and my mom was like doing paperwork, listening to it. And I was, I had a lot of mixed emotions. Um, you know, for, <laughs> I heard I, your I little say. show, Chris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey son, I heard your little podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So do you? So that's amazing. I know. I mean, I do. Your parents, Chrissy. Do you think your parents consume your content regularly? Um, my mom does on Instagram, and again, like my parents are so not technologically savvy. So it's so funny. She can't understand like the differences between like the grid and like stories. So Mm. sometimes she'll be like, how come nothing's showing up in your circle? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) because I haven't posted. (laughs) Or she'll be like, where did it go? And I'm like, it disappears after 24 hours. I need Um, to start calling stories the circle, the way we've (laughs) changed, like with the way we started saying grid. I think that's a cool, I actually think that's a cool pivot. Yeah, your mom's uh, like, how do I get one of those checks next to your name? And you're like, oh, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> I, don't even think, I don't even think that actually like registers to her at all. And then my dad just recently asked me to sign him up for Facebook. Which is, <laughs> Ooh, no. I, I'm like, you do not need to be on this. Like, he's not someone who 
like he's a very social person, but not in a sense where like he like keeps tabs on people. So I'm like, I don't even know (laughs) why you feel compelled to be on here, but sure. Let me make this account for you. Well, maybe he heard his, his buds talking about it. You know, he (laughs) he didn't want to miss out on the, he didn't want to miss out on the fun, you know? Clearly, clearly. Yeah, so if you're listening right now, Dad, stay stay off of Nextdoor app. <laughs> stay off of Citizen app. Don't go on exactly. Facebook. That is I've, that is bad. I've never used any of those before. Do you do you use those? No, but my neighbor my neighbor um, actually has been talking about it and how ridiculous it is because I don't know if you guys are familiar with the area that I'm living in, but it's Westchester County, which is an hour outside New York City. It's like, actually, I think it's probably like Chris's wet dream. It's like, you know. Is that where Pete Davidson lives? No, but (laughs) Martha Stewart lives here. Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Ralph Lauren, DMX, like lots of people. Wow. That was was maybe the greatest (laughs) roll call I've ever heard. An astonishing gaggle of of names. I have some some DMX stories um, from high school, but... Anyway, well, Westchester, uh, West, West, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Some uh, other people, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Have um, you have you seen Martha like at the market? No, but I remember my freshman year of college. I went to college in Connecticut, so when my parents picked me up and brought me home it was the same night martha was getting out of jail mm. and so all the news channels were like camped out in our town we, we celebrate that as a national holiday at, at dungeon death projects <laughs> llc and and at how long gone <laughs> podcast that's 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 the day i became a man and the day she got out of jail so it's a it's a big day for all of so us is, is it exciting living in such a rich jamaican neighborhood and community then <laughs> there actually are some other jamaican families here that my well more specifically my mom actually grew up with in jamaica which i always find to be really weird that's Um, great that's actually crazy very crazy very crazy um what about um what about (laughs) do you guys have fireworks going on over there in the hood no thank god yeah, the fireworks thing has really... It's sketchy. It's been popping up a lot. I've been reading a lot about it, and it's not something that I... you know. Luckily, I'm not really experiencing it because I'm kind of far out of the, the, the major metropolitan part of LA, but yeah. it sounds like people... Or you know, even worse in New York, but it's like a real thing. Do you, uh, wh- what's your take on it? Do you, do you suspect it to be uh, you know, psychological warfare or just kids kind being kids? Of. I just... I just, I think it's like, it's not a coincidence that it's literally happening in like so many major cities and mm-hmm. day after day after day after day. Yeah. Like, that's not normal. I, I can't decide how to feel about it because I'm not really a conspiracy theory guy, but it does seem fishy. For sure. It's very fishy. Um, and, you know, and it makes a lot of sense, but I guess it's sort of like the, you know, there there's just more and more different wars and battles being being waged and and enemies being pitted against each other. And now it's kind of like people who live in cities versus people who live, you know, in more remote areas are, are, you know, all you have to do to not be a victim of fireworks is just move to the suburbs or, (laughs) you know, a rural non city place and you'll be fine. 
Yep, suburban life is good. I yeah. feel like, I, yeah, I feel like you like it a little too much. I feel like you might never. I feel like you might never leave. <laughs> a friend of mine hit me up this week and was like, "When are you coming home?" And I was like, "I honestly don't have any plans to right now." What is home, bro? Yeah, what does that even mean in 2020, though? Well, yeah. I mean, so your plan of now is to hang out, and are you are you're working though? Like you're able to do what you I, need to do. Yeah, I am working. Um, ooh. Sorry. Sorry. Reno's <laughs> at, at Casa Jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to happen. Nice. Um, well, because of everything that has been going on these last three weeks, I now have a new job um, oh. consulting for brands, teaching them how to not be fucking racist. <laughs> oh, amazing. Wow. I love this new cottage industry that's popping up. Yeah. Um, what kind I, of I awesome. We won't ask you to name the brands, but like right. what, what level, like what size and like industry specifically are we talking about? Let Chris oh. guess. <laughs> I'm going to say I, small to mid-range fashion. Yes. Well, one, so right now I'm actually partnering up with Danielle Prescott, who is also an editor um, that I've known for many years. And so we're working with like a bunch of different people, but like our two retainer clients right now, like one is like a small brand, but then the other one is like a major online retailer. Amazing. So are they coming to you? Like, please help us. Like, like we don't know where to start. What did, what did ASOS say? They were getting, (laughs) they were getting lit up online by everyone. So it was sort of like a crisis management into, mm-hmm. okay, well, let's work on your strategy like for the future. Did you have a relationship with them previously or did they just yes. like, okay, yes. okay, okay. That yes, makes yes, a little yes. more sense. And both, of the, and both of them, I had literally had conversations with them directly or their publicists about how their lack of diversity was offensive. You mean while, while you were working there, you were like, we need to talk about what's going on. Like while I was at Bazaar, like if I, if I see brands that are doing like out of pocket shit or like, you know, just not being inclusive, like I'll say something to them, even if I'm not obviously like blowing them up online, because mm-hmm. I think it's hard when you work for a brand like Bazaar, you can't really be starting drama with brands on the internet. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would just email them directly and be like, listen, this is not okay. Like there's so many times where I got like invitations to panels about like women's empowerment, but like it's only white women on the panel. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what you should not be doing in the year 2019, 2020 and beyond is inviting people to a panel that features only white speakers. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unless you're talking about your white fragility. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a hot topic, a hot topic right now for sure. Um, that's that's a, that's a really interesting though, like business that's going to pop up for sure. I feel like this could be very profitable for you. Yes, and we've also taken it a step further, and Danielle and I have developed basically like a two-hour seminar to teach influencers how to be anti-racist online. You can call and it a masterclass. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, we, well, it's a master that, class. Yes, it, it is. So, is. so it's like a video, basically, and they would pay, and then they have access to this video to get to get. No, that. it's we do like a Zoom session. It's two hours. We do a one hour presentation, and then a one hour Q and A with them, and then afterwards we'll send them like some resources and stuff. But it's like specifically tailored to how like the fashion, beauty, and even like influencing space mm. like upholds the values of white supremacy and how they can actively work to dismantle that as well as like how to hold brands accountable and how to move forward with them, how to hold each other accountable. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does it feel a little bittersweet that these jobs are being created and they are obviously, you know, being given to most likely people of color um, you know, like more, more black people are being hired, but unfortunately it has to begin with, please teach us how to not be racist. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't even really think of it in that terms. Like, I just think that, listen, people have finally woken the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Great. Welcome. And so now let's just work together. Like, especially for influencers, like we're working with girls who literally have millions of followers. Like, it's just so beneficial because, you know, their fans like just adore them and think that, you know, the sunshine comes out of their ass. So mm -hmm. like, it's really important yeah. to get for them to get the messaging. Right. And like, mm -hmm. you know, because they're influencing millions of people. Yeah. Now are these, are these influencers, are they coming to you like positively? Are they coming to you like, like are they excited to do this and they feel like they have to do it like what do you what's the tone? i think they're i think they're excited to do it like the first session we did two weeks ago i like specifically had targeted just a lot of the girls who had been reaching out to me because yeah. you know because of my job and uh you know i've built a lot of relationships with uh, most of the top girls and so like the weekend after my video went viral um yeah let's can you explain to people about this virality oh, yeah <laughs> um so i made a video the week of the george floyd killing um where i basically just explained why i think it's shitty for non-black people to be silent on social media um because everyone takes time to share their fucking workouts what they're eating for breakfast mm -hmm. like all of that stuff and like literally if you can take the time to share your normal content like you can also take the time to share how you feel you know and like where you stand on this issue and it's really not that difficult like i feel like so many people are saying like oh i'm scared to speak out and blah 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 saying the wrong thing and like it's really as simple as saying like you support the black community you do not believe in police brutality like we don't mm -hmm. need anyone to like recite us like us history and like the history of of slavery right now like let's just like keep it to the basics mm -hmm. yeah just just a simple act of condemning what's going on publicly yeah. is is because is great yeah, because, you know, that week, like, I obviously, like, was feeling a lot of sh shit. And just on Instagram, like, I see all my black friends, like, posting about what's going on. And then, like, every time you hit, like, a white person's account, it's like, we're living in two different worlds. Like, they don't care. They're going about their day like everything is normal. Mm -hmm. And so and it's this, just like, this, this is not right. This video got a lot. I mean, this got, like, a lot of views, right? 
Yes, it's at over five million, which is really crazy. Shit. But right. um, Ariana Grande had shared it, and then I also recently found out that like Normani had shared it, and like Rosie Huntington Whitley, and yeah, a bunch of other people like that. So yeah, that's yeah. amazing. It was that's- wild, like. I never, ever expected that in a million years. That's for sure. So, Especially like as someone who's worked in like digital, like you always like hope to create a viral video and like little did I know I would just do one on my own. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's nice to hear that a, a video went viral for the right reasons. Versus, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Versus like, you know, uh, somebody yes. yelling at someone in public. It was actually exactly. informative and yes. It was coming from a, a real place, which I think For with sure. stuff and you, like that uh, resonates. I'm sure you the 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 pleasure that you feel from you know having a video that goes viral is you know ten times as more enjoyable when it is you know spreading a, a healthy, sustainable message versus just you did something yeah. funny or cool. Right, for sure. Do you I, think, so, I mean, uh, it's awesome. Do you think that resonated? You know, <laughs> in, the, in the time that has passed since since that where yeah. you've sort of noticed two different worlds on social media and Instagram. Have you noticed any changes or improvement with, um, you know, the way people are posting? I mean, I think like, obviously there's been a lot of noise on, you know, Instagram the last couple of weeks and it's hard to sort of discern like what's performative mm-hmm. and what's not. But at the same time, I, I don't know, like it all at the end of the day is like helping the greater good. I think, Right. Performative um, but, or not, still better than nothing. Right. And, you know, as like I tell everyone, like this is a marathon, not a sprint. So like, you know, mm. you got to keep that same energy, as they say, for mm. the foreseeable future. Like this is such a long, long fight ahead of us. Like we're not even anywhere near like, you know, reaching equality or any of the things that we actually want to like live a normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I think, you know, actions will speak louder than words in the long run. Amen to that. Are you finding it it hard to be logged on right now, or are you... Yes. (laughs) How's your screen time looking? Chris, Chris, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. I mean, I turned off my screen time thing because I just don't need that. I just don't need that kind of judgment. I don't need to feel guilty. I spend all day on my phone like that's just how it is like why do and so does everyone else but also like I do like I read a lot like I make time for things that are important of course so I'm trying to break a record I'm trying to get 10 hours a day this week so I'm pretty close Um, I've definitely done like 12 hours on my phone wow comes on our podcast and just stunts (laughs) on me damn that's very impressive that's very impressive. Your little 10 hours is cute chris but your little ten, your little 10 hours is cute like your little podcast chris. call me when you got half when you got half a day going don't yeah never never say 12 hours always say half a day so how's um how is the you know speaking of spending 12 hours on your screen how uh how yeah. has your anxiety been going in the quarantine um it's n- not been uh, terrible like I think that I don't know I think I've worked pretty hard over the years at like you know keeping a balance and perspective on life and like you know I think that I've actually been pretty sane throughout all of this Mm -hmm. and I meditate every day and have been since like I landed back in New York which I think has been really 
um, vital because like in the beginning, like sure, I would wake up every morning with like my heart racing, Mm -hmm. but, um, but then it like got better. Like the only thing that would make me feel really anxious in the beginning of this whole thing was going to the grocery store in New York city. Like, yikes. Yeah, we've just... talked about that. That's how that going to the grocery store is sort of the high highest level of stress that you can experience in modern life right now. Completely. But like, you know, I think that my whole perspective is just like I'm kind of just surrendering to the moment that we're in. Like there is literally nothing we can do to change the situation. So like, why am I going to waste time being like, Oh, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that. Mm -hmm. Like my best friend um, literally just said to me earlier today, she was like, I'm really like weirded out by how okay you are because like, you're such a social person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but just being social right now, like out in the real world, just doesn't feel cool right now. It doesn't right. feel cool. Well, it's, I mean, it's hard to enjoy it when it is, it's not the same, you know, it's, it's an altered version. Yeah. I've, so it's just I've, like, you take it a day at a time. Like that's all you can do. One day at a time, baby. You have no idea. I mean, and I therapy think therapy helps. I know I, I, I'm doing it today for the first time. Actually, I've, I've had to take, a lot of time off because I wasn't sold on digital therapy. Um, but I'm going to give it a try today. Digital therapy is in terms of like those apps or like, no, no, no. Like, no, like you time with your, like using some program that my therapist uses to do it, you know, via video or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, I know that has been very sort of weird. And actually my therapist keeps FaceTiming me on like random days. <laughs> Like by accident? Yes. And it's been freaking me out because like every time I see it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot I had my appointment. But then I'm like, wait, my appointment's (laughs) on Wednesday at whatever time. Like it's like once he did it on like a Saturday. (laughs) Much like your dad. That's triggering. Much like your dad, I don't think the therapists are known for their technological savvy. Do you have any tips for Chris on how to deal with digital therapy as he approaches this new chapter in his life? Um, I think you just have to, do you have, like, your, uh, maybe he it. needs to get his outfit picked out first. Yeah, that helps. That is a good I idea. think you just always have to like keep an open mind. I think like we tend to like project a lot of, you know, our fears are like just feeling uncomfortable in situations. Like, you know, I obviously talk a lot about mental health on my Instagram and so many people will message me or like even conversations I've had with friends where they're like, I can just see them making excuses for like why they haven't gotten a therapist or like why they think it doesn't work for them. And mm-hmm. I just feel like people always think like their therapist is supposed to be their best friend. I'm like, this is <laughs> not what you're looking for. Yeah. That's, that's a good someone point. That is like equipped to deal with your issues and that like, you just have like a level of understanding and you like whatever form of therapy they do. But mm-hmm. like, I like a challenge. So like I've been seeing a new therapist for the last like three years. It's the first time I've seen a male therapist, which I actually love. Like this is the best therapy relationship I've ever had. Like I'm obsessed with my therapist. He's just like a great guy. Um, Amazing. And yeah, like sometimes I'm even like, I don't even know like 
if he's really equipped to get me to like the next level I'm trying to go on, but I just really enjoy our rapport. So for the time being, he's fine. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm a very bad therapist. We all know that, but God damn it. Am I, am I charming? No, but- Aren't I fun to talk to? Like, who cares? <laughs> he is. And just like, he always makes me feel like I'm a really sane person. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I have the similar. I have a similar experience with Lou Ann, my, my therapist. She does make me feel. Um, you're right. I, I, I mean, and it's not like she's ignoring what's going on, but she does have a way of no. making it feel okay. Lou Ann knows who butters her bread at the end of the day, though. So keep, keep that in mind, Chris. <laughs> Lou Ann's still like you can bang that Venmo real quick if you don't mind, Chris. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we teased this in the intro, but I feel like it's oh. time. I feel like it's oh, time. Yes. Oh shit! Oh, I yes. forgot. <laughs> like for you so i mean you could probably explain it better before you get into it um than, than we could so if you don't mind just walking us through it um so obviously i've heard you guys talk about being virgos but you obviously don't know much beyond that so is it that um, obvious <laughs> okay so, uh, bir- so I decided to ask you guys for your information so I could look up your birth chart. I'm not an astrologer, so I can't actually <laughs> interpret it myself. There's sites I use for like generalized, um, you know, interpretations, but I always find them to be pretty spot on. Like, obviously, you would need to go to astrologer if you want to like dig, dig, dig deep. Mm-hmm. But a birth chart is basically it's like a snapshot of like where all the planets were the moment you were born. So, so uh, yeah, it, it would be helpful if you explain. So the information you asked us for was our full name, our birth date, time of birth, and place of birth, correct? Yeah, I didn't ask for your full names, but you sent them to me, and that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're, thir- we're thorough, okay? We're we just, yeah, you need the most, inc- the most crucial thing is you need your exact time of birth. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the planets aren't shifting like that that much, but especially for your rising sign, it tends to change about every two hours. So, oh, okay, so there's there's a little room to play with, but there's a little the room. Planets do be moving, though. They <laughs> do be moving. Okay, well, this is this is exciting. I mean, uh, thank you for providing this service to us that normally costs money. Um, exactly. And yeah, even, well. even though you're not a professional and you're just relaying right. info. That yes. will be our job to then translate all of this information to figure out a way right. to make it about us in a positive way. Exactly. So, you know, for for the birth chart, it tells you the position of all 12 planets. Obviously, I'm not going through that with you guys. I'm just going to do your sun rising and moon because those are the most like personal factors to like each person. Okay. So who wants to go first? Well, I... I- I'll take my lumps. Like, let's go ahead. Yeah, actually, it's better for you to go first because you and Jason actually have like a little overlapping um, aspect that I thought was very interesting. Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, we okay, are both so, Virgos of a, of a similar age. So, you know, there's going to be some right. crossover. Sort of. You'll see. Watch the show. Okay, okay. So, okay, Chris, obviously, Sun Virgo, which is in your 10th, which is in the 10th house, which is careers. So, the urge to work towards a goal for success and accomplishment and or for power is part of your makeup. 
You value neatness and order above all else. You rigorously practice very high standards of living and conduct. You demand the same of everyone with whom you come in contact. At times, you are so super critical that you are merely nitpicky. You are also <laughs> greatly concerned with hygiene, cleanliness, and personal health. Shit, that is extremely <laughs> accurate. Okay. Chris has been read completely into it. Well, yeah, I mean, all of that definitely checks out. And and one of my, you know, one of my biggest enjoyments in life is is sort of playing off of those, like, know, knowing those things that drive Chris crazy and, and, and being the one to poke him with a stick. Um, okay, so also interesting, you're, you have a square... Oh my God. Wait, sorry, sorry. Let's hold on for one second. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, the plan- I'm very. That's the planets. The planets are intervening on your ass. They're yeah, like, yeah. no, stop! Don't do this to him. Don't do this. No. Dude. Okay. I thought this was important to call out. Chris has a square between his sun and Neptune. So, in order to add a greater than ordinary dimension of experience to his life that helps him to feel special and important, he might be attracted to Neptune rule behaviors such as drugs, alcohol, or other escapist behaviors. Are you saying I was born into this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Neptune, really Neptune knew about the oxys the, the whole Neptune time. Neptune knew about the oxys. I mean, actually, though, I, I think that there are. I guess when I think about addiction being predisposed to it, usually people talk about it being um, hereditary. Like gen- hereditary. Yeah, genetic right. or whatever. But I didn't – I mean, I've never read that far into it, but that does explain, um, you know, some of my past behaviors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. So uh, you're a Scorpio rising, and Scorpio ascendant people have a lot of presence. There is something about them that tells the world that they are not to be pushed around. Scorpio rising people value their privacy so much it can border on paranoia. They can be quiet, reserved, and quite difficult to understand at times. You enjoy living life at the cutting edge. For you, life must be experienced intensely and totally. You're quite courageous and are willing to take calculated risks. Damn, I've honestly, (laughs) I've never felt more understood in my life. Exactly. Um, and then your moon is Leo, which makes so much sense. <laughs> I like when you I like when you editorialize before giving us the facts. That's my actual yeah. that's my favorite part. So you always want to be proud of yourself and will never do anything that makes yourself look bad. You need the respect and admiration of others and enjoy attracting attention to yourself. Everything you do tends to be <laughs> self-emphasized and self-exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> You're very stubborn, willful, and independent yourself. Be careful of a tendency to be snobbish and uppity. It does not become you. Chrissy, I feel like you added that last part. I feel like you I just did. added that in. I feel like you added that in. Chrissy, is there a way that you can maybe come on to this show once a week to redo this segment? Because I, this is just so good. I know. Until um, you okay. do me. Uh, that yeah. that honestly, I, I can't thank you enough. This is this is all very accurate, the good and the bad. It's kind of nice to hear. Okay, so here's where you guys overlap. So you have a sextile between your moon and Mercury. Mercury ru- rules communication. So it says 
this goes for the both of you. You can be quite expressive and animated in your speech. You pick up a lot of information from your environment. You love to chat and to exchange ideas. You might be a, a little addicted to gossip. More probably, however, you are simply very curious about others. There's a twinkle in your eyes. I swear I did not fucking write that. <laughs> but I thought it was funny to include. And you are never short on humor. Yes, you do talk and occasionally interrupt people in your excitement. But you are a curious person who does want to hear what others have to say. Jason, I'm shaking. <laughs> all of that is, I mean, I think all of that is very positive and true. Um, and I, I, I agree with all of that. I think that. I have a, a huge desire to just talk to strangers, hear what people have to say, and and just study and observe human beings in general. And a lot of times that is confused with me being, you know, annoying or right or any of those any of those things, which I am I I like. Um, it's more of a fun okay. challenge. This is this is this is very spot on. <laughs> so now it's Jason's turn. Mm. Yeah, Jason let's go. A, let's go. Go. Let's go. Jason is a double Virgo. So he has Virgo sun and Virgo rising. That's good. I don't sure. know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you hit me with a sure. It just, it just means like you're an extra Virgo. So, mm-hmm. okay, you have Virgo um, in the 12th house, which is um, of the subconscious, which I love. Like, I have so many planets in the 12th house, which is why I'm really fucking into this stuff. Um, this is the only time so, we will not say fuck 12. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So you have a tendency to be introspective and need some space and seclusion in order to pull up your strength. You may avoid the spotlight. And if you do find yourself in a public role, you tend to hide your true self behind that role. Your compassion sets you apart from others. And then you have a trine between your sun and your moon. So it says you are likely personally popular, mainly because you expect harmony in your relationships. Um, your self-confidence and security make you easy to deal with on many levels. Your relaxed, easygoing disposi- disposition puts others at ease. You may not be prepared for conflict and you often avoid rocking the boat. Uh, you may acquiesce to others a little too often, if only to maintain a feeling of balance and harmony, as conflict is something you not only dislike, you might fear it. Mm. Oh, TJ, TJ's big ass <laughs> galloping away from controversy. Conflict. Um, wait, and then one last thing. You also have uh, a square between your son and Uranus. So your identity rides on your sense of personal freedom. It can be quite a challenge to get you to do things that you don't want to do simply because you see any attempts by others to push you in a certain direction as threatening to your sense of freedom. Uh, uh, huh. <laughs> wow, I would I I can say for a hundred percent that's facts. Oh god. Oh, expand on that, Chris. I'm no, I mean I'm just I just no, I don't need to call, I'm just saying. You no, know, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I would like I, to know, hear more about that. I just think that that is, you know, that's why it's hard for to pin TJ down. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. not space. Yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I think that that's you, you know that that's not uncommon nor bad. No, I don't think it's bad at all. Um, I, you know, half the fun of doing this is also you know having a conversation about it. I mean, <laughs> I, I find all of this to be. 
stunningly accurate and it freaks me out a little bit how <laughs> accurate it is but i guess that's the whole point and this is why people get so wrapped up in this stuff and like love it so much is because it, right. uh, it's true or you know i i be. think ast- astrology gets a really bad rap because of daily horoscopes like i'm thinking that it's going to tell you oh you meet the love of your life today like a birth chart is actually something mm-hmm. that it's just different um and it's so personal like to be quite honest, like having my birth chart read for the first time, like five years ago, I think like really, really helped me to like fully accept like who I am as a person. Um, and really like even embrace like some aspects of my personality that maybe I like perceive as being difficult. Um, but I'm now able to like more view as, you know, like a Mm -hmm. strength in another way. Yeah, be, being anyway. uh, being aware of your faults puts you so much further uh, at an advantage, you know, emotionally yeah. with the rest of the world. For sure, and like I just always like I'm just one of those people like I want to know myself and like how I view the world, how I think about things, and also for other people, I think it's really interesting. Like I always look up my friends' charts. Like I always want to like be able to understand like what makes people tick. Mm. Um, but enough about me enough about me we still have some more stuff to get through <laughs> oh no I thought, I thought damn i thought we were done no i only did his son um okay so has his moon and capricorn which is the same as me but yours is in the fourth house which is like home and family mm. um so it's his being useful and productive are basic needs for lunar capricorns because they generally keep their emotions under check Uh, Moon and Capricorn people come across as competent people. However turbulent their emotions may be under the surface, Mm -hmm. um, we tend Mm -hmm. to keep cool-headed and come across as steady and reliable people. This position of the moon suggests a desire for clear boundaries and realistic goals, not much for taking risks in life. Lunar Capricorns look for safety and security in most everything they do. That's why TJ partners up with me because I'm the safety and security. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, now, Chris, now this, this is starting to make a little more sense. Now. Chris Black is the teat that I suckle on for <laughs> to feel safe at night. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then, oh, you also. This is interesting. You have conjunct moon and Jupiter. So it says you are frank, honest, optimistic, and generous. You like good cooking, creature comforts. His friendships are sincere. He is smart and knows how to surround himself with the right people. He is appreciated at work, usually well-liked and comfortable. Obviously, wanted to call out the cooking thing because damn, damn, I that was actually content. I see, I see your little content, Jason. Actually, I would say that final section, Chrissy, was. Maybe the most accurate of, of all. Yeah. About him? There. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of that's tr- all of that's true. I mean, I don't know if he's appreciated at work because that would be kind of like up to me. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I've noticed or I found when I'm in, you know, workplace settings in my life, which hasn't been that much as I've been, you know, more of an independent contractor, but I have right. found that people, people seem to get the vibe of like, we're not exactly sure if it's worth paying him all this money, but I do know that we like, everyone likes him to be around, but we don't exactly know why. But I guess that's that means, my, that's uh, the whole approach to life, Jason. That's the whole approach to any career. I guess so. really. mm-hmm. You know? Wow. Chris. Uh, yeah. I'm, I I'm just feeling, you got more to go. 
Yeah, his Virgo rising. I don't this want is this the last to bit. ever. I don't want this to ever this stop. Is the by last, the way. This is the last bit. Let me finish it really yeah, quick. Make a meal okay, of so it. Jason is also a Virgo rising. So generally, there is an intel- intelligent and reserved aura about Virgo rising individuals that is unmistakable. Mm. One of the biggest personality traits of this position is body awareness. People with Virgo <laughs> ascendants are sensitive to any discomfort or other signals their body gives them. Many are especially interested and concerned with physical health, and some are attracted to mind-body awareness exercises such as yoga. Uh, You have a crisp, no-nonsense approach to dealing with others, never lazy or self-indulgent. You tend to be dedicated to the work ethic. That's Mm. it. Well, most of that is true. Yeah. Uh, Most of of that is very true. I think I've always had a fascination with the the mind and body connection, and I still have a very strong one for that. But I also feel like I'm a little lazy and my work ethic could be improved. (laughs) There. Maybe Maybe you'll get there. Something to work on. Yeah, the two hours that the planet shifted... You know, maybe maybe we got a little fuzzy in the info right there, but maybe right. I'm not also like, your birth time wasn't exact, right? It that's was right. like an approximation. My t- my mother delivers babies for a living, so she had right. like all the facts ready to go. She was ready oh, yeah. to send me like the the. She's like, I could I could tell you who I could tell you who won the football game that day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh damn! That so, was thank. First I of all, like, thank you. Yeah, I feel like You're we welcome. just came on your podcast. I'm so confused. <laughs> like, I just, I'm so, the, the, the role. I run this show now. Exactly. Well, the, the roles have been reversed. Chrissy, since you have, you know, you you have been listening to the show for a while and even your yeah. parents. So first of all, thank you. How, you know, what are your thoughts on these observations since you, you know, even though we don't, we're not all friends in real life, but you, right. you do feel a real connection after listening to people talk in your in your AirPod Pros. For sure, for sure. I mean, I think your presence is a little bit more mysterious than Chris Black's. <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> is I feel good. like I have Chris like pretty figured out by his <laughs> internet presence. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. He he is. But little... I feel like Jason, you don't like. You like don't really divulge that much, which I guess like Chris doesn't in like a super personal way, but like obviously is a very opinionated person. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, well, look, one of us has to be on the front lines making mistakes, <laughs> and you know, I I, I don't think that. I just think that giving opinions um, is is more controversial than I ever thought it would be. You know what I mean? Like I really did. I just I don't think that it just seems like the. Most innocuous opinions get the biggest the biggest response, which is a very strange thing. Right. I know. I think I actually found your Twitter, like started following you after you had that viral Keanu <laughs> tweet. <laughs> which I don't even know which one that was. When the pictures came out with him and his girlfriend who was like the same age as him, but everyone oh, yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's dating someone's like mom. Mm-hmm. Um or thought like she was his mom or something weird like that. Mm-hmm. I remember that yeah. pic. I well, people were in love with him, man. Jesus, it, it, I feel like it's subsided. He's all right. He's he yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, when you when you have those really strong opinions and you put them out there, um, you know, you guys, you the you guys are the squeakiest wheels, and <laughs> and the liberal the liberal cancelers wanna 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 unsqueak those wheels first. And I'm, I'm I'm hiding in the bushes. I got my <laughs> sniper on. But I must say, Jason, your food content—like I don't 
fuck with like foodies. Like I don't care about food that much. Mm-hmm. Like I eat to live, not live to eat. So, okay. um, but I think your food content was really, really good. Thank you very much. During during quarantine, like I, yours I, and the designer Rosie Asulin, if you guys know who she is, she like, I mean, she. Oh, I didn't know she was doing food content. Oh shit! It's on another level. Every day, I'm just like Rosie. How do you find the time to do this? She has like three kids. She's cooking the most elaborate shit every day, or like baking cakes every day. It's like something completely different. It's just wild, and she documents every single step. All right, it feels like, like the way you're talking re- about her and the way you're talking about my content is a little different. <laughs> well, what you're no, well, what you're. I'm just that was a joke. Also, just joke. looks. I know. Also, just looks always really good. Well, thank uh, you. Well, you should send him a DM like a lot of people do and say, "Can I get a bite?" <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's a popular mm. response. When he told me that he got responses like that all the time, I was floored. Like, I I think it's so funny to say, Is it "Can from I get men or women?" It was. It's mainly from <laughs> neither. It's from boys. It's, it's from. <laughs> It is from, you know, ni- oh 19 to 22-year-old men who who love to hit me with a let me get a bite in the DMs. <laughs> uh, they're, 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 I would say, you know, for every eight bros, there are, I would say there are two, two women or uh, non-binary <laughs> commenters like letting me know that they would like to, that they like it. to get a Chrissy, bite. Chrissy, are, are your DMs like politically charged right now? surprisingly no and like i got a couple of trolls that i definitely think like the famous people like ariana grande sort of sent my way yeah um but mm-hmm. um i did a instagram live yesterday with lily reinhardt who's on that show riverdale the- oh we're familiar we're familiar with all all riverdale <laughs> this is dale so, dale gang dale gang this is <laughs> this is dale dale gang <laughs> i've never watched it before um so that's bullshit but go ahead go ahead don't we don't believe that for a second i'm not a big tv person like i very rarely watch tv well you don't have time you you don't have time hell yeah you don't have time you're on on instagram for 12 hours a day (laughs) exactly the office Um, is the office as you know is a favorite of mine as well so i'm i'm happy to hear that about you I know. I couldn't believe how many people have come on this show and been like office haters. Like it's the greatest show. It's shocking to me as well. And I would say that's an injustice. And once we tackle, once we tackle our crumbling world, I think the office uh, office is next. And to, 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 you know, for people who have that limited kind of brain capacity, um, (laughs) the office could be the greatest show. Um, but you know there are other people and other shows out there that kind of transcend that, and hopefully you guys get there one day. I'm, I, I, <laughs> Whatever. I, what? So how? Whatever. Did it, how, did it, how did it go? How did it go with with Lily? Oh my god, I was having insane technical difficulties. We literally had to start over like five times. Um, but she was actually such a trooper, and like every time I got kicked off, like she would be DMing me and being like, should we reschedule? Like, I really want to continue this conversation, but like, it's not worth it. Obviously if like people can't hear you and blah, 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 but we worked it out in the end. So it was great. She was really lovely. She's been doing a bunch of Instagram lives with, you know, black creators, activists, everything. But that, that's what but, a lot of, a lot of celebrities are doing now, right? They're handing their platform over. Right. Um, 
And, but yeah, my, once she tagged me that she was going live with me, like my DMs just exploded Mm. with Riverdale fans, like people being like, can you ask her about Cole? Why did she break up with Cole? I'm like, can you (laughs) imagine? TBH, I I was also going to ask you why she broke up with Cole, but I, I, I guess that, I guess that, you know, we don't need to cover that. Um, Um, yeah, but the DMs are... Yeah, the desperation of of teen heartthrob stands is very very real. I don't know if you know this, Chrissy, from listening to this podcast, but Jason has a relationship with superstar Zac Efron, so his his DMs used to be ruined too. (laughs) I mean, it's I still get them a decent amount, but not as much as when I was really out in the streets with him. It's tough to be celebrity adjacent. I mean, I'm sure Jason's DMs also get blown up with requests. Uh, to speak to Chris Black, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris is, Chris uh, is a celebrity. People do, yeah, people do ask me in the DMs about, you know, Chris-related stuff. Maybe they Wait. feel like I will respond where Chris might just ignore the DM, give him a hi-hat, right. as it were. Also, Chris, what happened to your IG Live career? Because you, <sighs> I saw you did a couple in the beginning, and I thought I, you were, I, like, going to keep going. But I actually quite liked it, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think that... What I would want to do with that, though, is, like, I think it's more funny to have, like, a band play or something. I don't really, I don't know. Like, I feel like I get the conversation done with the podcast. You know what I mean? So I feel like That's that true. isn't necessary. Why don't, don't you do, know. like, an Ask Chris Black? We, we've, or, like, yeah, we, we've, we've talked about that for sure. I mean, I had a bunch of ideas for their IG, and it kind of got just delayed Lost. because, of, what, because yeah. of Corona. But, yeah, I mean. Actually, one of them was going to be going to Erewhon with Jason and him picking out healthy snacks for me. Mm. <laughs> All right, could sti- we can, we can could do sti- that. We can still do that, and it's just going to somehow it's going to cost me two hundred dollars. But I, I mean, we, we can still we can still do it. I mean, and also, I, I think with with Instagram Live and any other type of appointment based content, you know, it's still just it's hard because. You know, somebody who has a lot of followers, who has, you know, like if, like us, for example, if we have thousands of people who listen to the show and we could say whatever we want as long as we want and, and release it whenever we want. Right. You know, if we were to do a live, uh, you know, an IG live together of us doing this, we would have, you know, 78 people watching it and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what? then you upload it and then it people can go back and watch it. True. I, well, you're a master of the genre, it sounds like. So I guess if we're going to hear from anybody, but I, I don't, <laughs> I, I guess I just don't, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it's, it makes sense f- for my, for our platform. No, I get it. I'm just. You know? But I do I like it. Like, I, I just, what do you think about the disparity, like the number disparity? Like how people have 10 million followers and they get fucking 100 people watching the, the IG live. I know, like, Lily has 24 million followers when she first gets on. It has, like, like 60,000 viewers. I would say, consistently, we had about, like, 10K, which is still pretty strong. But, like, yeah, I just think there's, I think there's just, like, too many things going on. Like, if you are watching it on your phone, you literally cannot do anything else but Mm -hmm. watch it. And I just don't think people's attention spans work like that. Like, I can't think of many lives that I've actually watched myself, except for like a friend of mine that has an Instagram live dating show on Friday nights, which is, it's pretty fucking entertaining. So that's like the only thing I really watch 
Well, they did let from you from beginning you know, to end. Now they let you watch. They let you watch it on your computer, so you could have your. Phone I know, free. but I don't think the connection. I mean, the connection obviously is not great on the phone, and I think it's even worse to watch it on the computer. And also, the comments don't scroll up continuously. So, like, obviously, like it depends on the situation, but. Um, if you were like actually going to be in the comments and whatnot, but like you mm-hmm. have to like keep scrolling to sort of like keep up. It's, you know what? It's not perfect. It's a work in um, progress. It's not perfect. It's not. It's no quibby. We'll say that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Chrissy, <laughs> since, since you are a listener, do you have any questions for us that you've been wanting to ask or wanting to embarrass us in front of our audience? Um, uh, I don't okay know. know. I don't. I don't think so. Actually, who's who's your favorite guest so far? That's good. That's a really good one. Um, you can say when it's just me and Jason. That's fine. Actually, a hundred percent. I felt like in the very beginning, like I liked maybe like the first two or like the first two guests, but then. I don't know. Then I was sort of like, I like it better when it's just the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know. Sometimes like, sometimes it maybe it's just because of like the guest. Like I don't like the guests. Like I told you once that like you guys had someone on that. I was like, I cannot even bear to listen to this. Go ahead. Um, you just go ahead. No, come on. Just go ahead and release the house. Um, I don't even remember what her name is. Cause what, who is it? I don't remember. Uh- I don't remember either, but it's cool that you don't remember what her name is. That's the I best. know. I don't. You just. I don't know her. She. <laughs> she has. She wrote a book. Um, I don't know. I'm just like, why am I blanking right now? But she's not someone I like think about. Like, I don't even fully understand like what her story is. But I know she's like sort of capitalized on like being something of like a train wreck. So, mm. and I just. I, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> let's just leave it at that and interesting um, wow well yeah wow. i th- I think maybe um i mean i i feel the same way when i listen to other podcasts where it's just the he- the hosts um you know because you're able to sort of cut through the bullshit of like hey well you know where'd you go to school tell me about your life story what was that like like sometimes you really just want to hear a conversation between people and and if you right. want to like learn about their origin story then you can you know just look up an interview with them but right. I always like podcasts where it's just like, all right, this person's on the show for a reason because they're famous-ish enough and you know them. So let's skip all of that and get to the juicy shit. Right. And I think you guys just obviously have like your best friends who have great chemistry and like are both funny. So it just works the best. I, I did, I, I'm, glad, I, I'm glad you said that. Um, I would like to do more more podcasts like that. And I'm sure we will. I th- yes, and I agree. Thank you. But I know, I are you guys in this for the long run? I guess that's a that's a question. Uh, Chrissy, you'd be you're you're going to be happy to know. Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> I figured as I figured as much. It, it seems like how long gone industries is hitting a little bit of a stride, and we are going to be yeah. able to do this. Uh, yes, for the long haul. Um, are you like taking it on the road, like post COVID? Are you getting agents? Like, what's going on? I mean, the answer to all of that is yes, of course. Um, there's there's no time like the present to take this shit to Hollywood. Um, if John, where you belong, where you belong, where I belong. No, I mean, I think that I think that we, 
yeah, I mean, I think we definitely want to take it as far as we can. We will, um, we will be able to, to grow as far as two cis white males will be able to grow <laughs> in the future uh, content landscape, right. which, which is not very far, um, but that's okay. I mean, even though, even though we, we are voices that a lot of people don't want to hear from right now, <laughs> I, I like to think that we're at least maybe setting an example of of conversation, you know, how, how modern conversation right. could happen and yeah. maybe somebody can learn something from that. Well, I did tell Chris, I was like, it's been nice to see you guys getting some more black people on this very white podcast. Mm-hmm. Like <gasps> you, need some, you need some flavor up in here. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel like that has some negative connotations of our flavor <laughs> level, but I, I, I still agree with you. It is pretty flavorless on this side. And specifically black women, because you guys hadn't had a black woman on the show until Gabriella. She was a real hit. Um, I mean, she's truly one of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. Well, um, you know, that is true. And it's something that, you know, everyone, including us, is doing doing a part to be to be better at. And, <laughs> you know. Well, if you have any, if you, if if you have any suggestions, obviously, please send them our way. Sure, I'll also send you my consulting fee. Oh wow! <laughs> damn, damn. And that's how it should I, be done. That's how it should be done. And what, I was trying uh, to make you money. Do we need to Venmo you if you if we want you to send us our birth charts as a PDF or something like that? Because I I want oh, to. Yeah. I need to share share it with the with the people in my life. You already uh, did it, so it's like I mean, you know. I definitely can send you guys the full, full thing because you should read it. But also, um, if you want to be spooked out even further, you should definitely get the pattern app, which is like a birth chart app, but it takes all the astrology out of it and just frames everything as like your patterns. Mm. That shit will read you to filth for sure. Damn. I've heard about that. That app's very popular though, right? It's like a hit. Yeah. They literally should pay me because I talk about it all the time. <laughs> oh, maybe, um, maybe we'll set that up. Is there well, uh, I'm glad that you came on this podcast just to try to earn money. I see how this is. I see how this is going now. If it's not going to be us, somebody's going to pay you. After they hear this. <laughs> I need money. No, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's all welcome. All right, you well, can you. Venmo me at Chrissy Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That's what the kids do these days, like on TikTok. They're literally telling people to pay them on Venmo. Also, I have had random white people Venmo me money over the last couple weeks. You as well. No. <laughs> Which has been kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. But what, how much, like, what have you been amounts? buying? Um, a random, random person sent me like 15 bucks. I've gotten like 10 20 and then a friend of mine um in cali like sent me 50 bucks last week <laughs> and you've how, do you, like, I'll, I'll how does it, it how does I literally it make, have no expenses right now but thanks how does it make you feel though like do you just think it's kind of funny or is it like i do think is, it's funny like and like i do think it's thoughtful like i do believe in reparations and like Mm -hmm. obviously it should be coming from the government but you know when you consider the head start that a lot of white people have had and the privilege they have in this country Mm -hmm. you know yeah 
It's true. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll take your money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a scenario that I don't know if anyone ever predicted that, you know, a lot of things are that you would assume would be handled by the government are being handled by, you know, people taking it into their own hands, including, you know, literal reparations for slavery is not something right. that I don't think anyone predicted, you know, right. to be a crowdsourced by just people out in the world. <laughs> yeah, completely. Um, but, you know, I mean, my roots are in the Caribbean. They're not here, but I still appreciate anything just the same. <laughs> sure. Well, keep well, everyone uh, keep keep sending <laughs> Chrissy those Venmos. You know, let's get him more more like the fifty and less like the fifteen. Dig deep. If you enjoyed this podcast, you yeah, can exactly. Venmo me at yeah. Chrissy. Okay. It was a it was a pleasure. Um, overdue, and if you could let people know where to find you and all of your important content, that would be good. At Chrissy Ford, literally on every platform. I'd like to keep it consistent. I'm jealous of that. You know, I really am. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining us. And of course. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.